As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your lunch, and I know you're yeah. a little... Well, it was the salmon. Sometimes you just get, get a wrong piece of salmon. Is that you? Well, I don't see anybody else in here who's going to be doing it. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but you can show it. I don't care. I just don't care anymore. These things don't bother me. All right. Well, then let's we'll start now. Then we'll begin. Did you hear the starter pistol? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your ears open. <laughs> All right. Now we'll begin. Talking with Leslie <laughs> Nielsen. Yes. Plays the president. Yes. What's different about you and the real president? Nothing, just maybe <laughs> one or two things. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 9th, 2024. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory trying to keep it together <laughs> over farts from Leslie Nielsen alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded woman, Tasha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello! There he is, and here we are on today's drop. We're going to discuss Kobe Bryant's new statue. We'll get into some of the more interesting games from last night in the NBA. We got Five Star Friday and your great reviews. We've got Rapid Fire Fun. But first, we had another wedgie. Woo! Wedgie number 33 on the year... It was in Phoenix, and it was John Collins with a bit of a rare wedgie here. He's going to get the very kind bounce on the baseline Uh-oh. fadeaway turnaround Uh-oh. jumper. That's a weird one. Yeah, it didn't yeah. stick long, but uh, it counts. Number 33, look at that pace, up to 55. And unbelievably, we're going to have 33-plus wedgies by the All-Star break. I was hoping for that last week when we hit 30, I guess. And they're coming in bunches, Tass. Yeah, the pace is high at- 55 for the entire season, including the playoffs, of course. John Collins, a rare post move on the baseline to see it bop up like that. You don't see it really stick from there very often at all. The wedgies are so hot, TK's taking off his jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling warm. I'm metabolizing too hard right now, Skeets. Well, let's get into uh, talking about the uh, trade deadline, winners and losers, because none of the big names that we expected to see on the move, I'm talking DeJounte Murray, Kuzma, DeRozan, Andrew Wiggins, 
None of them ended up changing teams, but there was a flurry of activity. Thanks to everybody that joined us live on YouTube for a couple of shows, everybody that listened to the pod as well. We had nearly 20 trades that were completed in the last 24 hours leading up to the deadline buzzer. We're talking backup point guards and three-point specialists and defensive guys and hell, cash got traded. Uh, So let's take a look at some of the winners and losers as we zoom out here because we went through basically every trade as it happened. What do you got? We were talking yesterday about, like, who's the biggest name that was traded, so I quizzed Laura uh, last night, just read her through the names. No emotion. Stop me when you've heard somebody. Thaddeus Young and Robin Lopez were the names she knew. Okay. Mm. Former Bulls. Bulls, yeah. And then her ears perked up at P.J. Washington. I was like, you know P.J. Washington? I'm so proud. She's like... Well, there's a PJ, isn't there? I think she was thinking PJ Tucker. Oh. She's like, I know there's a PJ. Because <laughs> she went to high school with a kid named PJ. <laughs> so, so the point is, a lot of these names, nobody really knew. Yeah, it was pretty minors, yeah. Well, yeah. we're doing winners and losers anyway. And uh, Tass, you're going to get us started. Who is your big winner from the 2024 trade deadline? I'm going with the Knicks, just like Trey's metabolism is working. I my, I had my metabolism working when I saw the New York Knicks because they got two players. We'll start with Boyan Bogdanovich because that guy is an absolute bucket. Boyan Bucket Danovich, let's call him, because he is a machine. And it's not like he's just a, a pop-and-shoot guy who needs somebody else to make it. He actually creates his own, puts the ball on the floor a little bit, 47 on pull-up threes. Hmm. His percentage is really high there, and... He can shoot it, obviously, in catch-and-shoot situations, which he'll get with Jalen Brunson, especially now with O.G. Ananobi being out, Julius Randle being out. Boyan Bogdanovich, I think, will go into the starting lineup and get lots of reps alongside Jalen Brunson, which will help, I think, going into the postseason when he will definitely come off the bench with the other guy that they got yesterday, Alec Burks, who, a shooter himself, Mm -hmm. um, just comes off and shoots it, and he shot it a ton for the Pistons. They've got both these guys from the Pistons, 41% on catch and shoot himself, 38% on pull-up threes. The good thing for him is that he can take Jalen Brunson's minutes a a good amount here because Jalen Brunson, he just keeps playing. He's played in most of the games this season, 49, 52 games, and he plays 36 minutes, and Tibbs is just playing him a ton, so they do need a backup guard. Deuce McBride has sort of been their backup point guard. It's nice to get an oldie guy here in Alec Burks who – you know, he was fantastic with the Utah Jazz early in his career. Then he had this weird point in his career where he was sort of LeBron's guy coming off the bench. He went to the Cavs for a little bit. And now with the Knicks, he found himself again. He looks damn good. So they got those two guys for essentially Quentin Grimes, mm-hmm. which was the biggest name, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier, who isn't playing who wasn't playing with the Knicks, and Ryan Archidiacono, who wasn't playing either, and two second round picks. So two guys that are gonna be a part of their rotation. Are we ready for some Knicks playoff parties? Because it feels like these guys <laughs> are gonna be part of it. Mm-hmm. And I know we twenty trades, which is high. That, that doesn't feel yeah. like that, but we're talking about complimentary players here. Yeah. And I know Mavs fans are can't wait to talk about the Mavs tray are mad at us because they're saying, Well, we got better. Well, and in this case with the Knicks here. They got better on a really good team. And the Mavs will get to, but it's just not the same. You know, we got good players on a really good team uh, to help out. So I think it's it's just a sure core thing here. Knicks are going to be good. 
with Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. And they get these two guys, like you said, almost like innings eaters, if you want to call them that, at least Burks, uh, and, yeah. and maybe even Bogdanovich, because we got the news that OG is going to miss some time here, uh, at least three weeks, probably longer after he had elbow surgery. So, you know, no Randall, no OG, a very banged up Brunson. So you get these guys, and there's no, like, first-round picks going out. There's really, yeah, a... a a young, talented, 3 and D-ish guy in Quinton Grimes who wanted more of a role. That was the piece going out to to add these two guys, but not a whole lot. Um, you were high on the Knicks yesterday as well. I, I saw every article I saw of winners and losers had the Knicks as a winner. I they didn't see be. anybody counter that. Yeah, yeah, because between the Knicks and the Mavericks, they both picked up like the biggest name players. They improved their teams the most, but the difference is the Knicks did it without giving up any of their future assets, so they can go ahead and chase whoever they want uh, come summertime. The only concern I have for the Knicks is maybe they're going to miss Ryan Archie Diacono from a vibe standpoint. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was right. like the guy they all picked on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the little brother of the Villanova guys. <laughs> so who's that going to be now? Deuce McBride? I hope he's up for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's great uh, for the Knicks. They definitely kept the OG Ananobi news uh, secret until after the trade deadline was finalized so that everybody would still be positive about the Knicks, but they're going to need offense now with Brunson banged up. Their entire front court is out right now between Mitchell Robinson, OG, and Julius Randle. Isaiah Hartenstein is picking up little injuries as well. They need some players because you know Tibbs likes to play these guys monster minutes. Uh, <laughs> like Nick fans are just constantly calculating how many minutes OG Ananobi has played. They're like 140 minutes in three games. I don't know about that. Well, get used to it because he's Luol Deng, for better or worse. (laughs) Play a lot of minutes, miss a lot of games, but I think if the Knicks are healthy come playoff time, they were probably a conference finals contender. You can call them a dark horse finals contender right now, as Ooh. far as I'm concerned. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, they did definitely get stronger. They, it's dark horse finals contender. I agree. I agree. Also, dark horse story about OG Ananobi here, because it, as you said, they kept it under the radar a little bit that this guy got surgery. He does get injured from time to time. This was part of the the Raptors thinking and trading him now going to be double digits again this season. It'll be 15 probably when he comes back 15 last year, 34 the year before that 29 before that, but they got this depth here in Boyan to help out. This guy is a little underappreciated in the NBA. I think, you know, he's had a 10 year career over 10,000 points, 41% from three this season. And the Pistons, Moved on from him a little bit late. They could have done it a Maybe, little bit yeah. earlier and got probably got a first-round pick last year or the year before that. Now they got to play the Youngies, which is exciting for Pistons fans, I think. Mm-hmm. In, in a weird way, we'll get to them. They actually won last night. I uh, can't wait to it's talk winning about streak. them. Yeah. Two in a row. Weird. That counts for them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, the Nut Dust Bowl standings are really tight right now with yes, the Hornets, the Wizards, and the Pistons. <laughs> Two games separating our crappy teams. Uh, but let's keep it going here. Trey, uh, who's your big winner from the deadline? It's the Mavericks. Uh, Task completely hit on it, and we talked about it yesterday. I particularly do not like the ultimate cost for basically the dance they did with Grant Williams. Two first-round picks went out, essentially, uh, in the deal for him and replacing him with P.J. Washington. The cupboard is bare, basically, for the Mavericks at this point because they're trading these guys for role players, first-round picks for role players. It feels so much like LeBron's first stint in Cleveland where you could tell he was one of the best players in the league, so we're doing everything we can to keep him around, to keep him happy, to keep the team competitive, but it means you're jeopardizing your future for an Antoine Jameson. (laughs) That being said... Tess is also right. The Mavs are definitely better today than they were yesterday. 
They need a little Derek Lively insurance. He's picked up injuries to the nose here and there. Uh, Daniel Gafford plays basically the exact same style as Derek Lively. Lively is a rookie. Who knows what you're going to get from him in the playoffs? Honestly, who knows what you're going to get from Daniel Gafford in the playoffs as well. But at least they have an option. They've been trying Dwight Powell forever and ever. If Dwight Powell somehow vanquishes Daniel Gafford, come on. <laughs> come on. And then P.J. Washington, I think, at the very least, can be a Grant Williams upgrade. They were happy to get Grant Williams out of there. Yeah. So maybe from a vibe standpoint, upgrade there as well. And we'll see what P.J. can do. He's at least a better rebounder uh, than Grant Williams, though not an incredible rebounder. Perhaps he'll help. He can make plays off the dribble. Grant basically just stands in the corner and waits. And if he's hot from three, he's looking good. And if not, you're not getting a whole bunch else. So I think the Mavs today, short term, they're definitely better. Long term, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I can't wait to see P.J. Washington with better players around him because he was just pretty average this season in Charlotte where they needed help. And so if you've got Luka making the plays, can your shooting go up a little bit because he just struggled from that end. Can your defense just be a little bit more motivated, period, on this team? Because that's what they need from him. And so that's a question, I think. But the Daniel Gafford thing is just insurance. As a backup center, he should be backing up Derek Lively. You're right. They do play the same role. Pick and roll. Now with Luka, he should be setting him up. He scored a lot, actually, with Tyus Jones and Washington on that pick and roll opportunity. Each and every possession, 1.44 points. That's pretty damn good. And Derek Lively gets hurt. I mean, they're 22 and 14 with him and 6 and 9 without him. So Gafford is good there for insurance. He's there for a couple more years, probably, because he's signed. It's just how good is how good is this team as insurance and the PJ Washington grab? You're, I like I, I like that Cavs comparison to the, the the long time ago where they were just like, okay, let's go get somebody, let's go get somebody, let's go get somebody. I mean, they're better than they were yeah. yesterday. I'm just not sure how much better defensively and how much stronger they're going to be boarding, rebounding as well. I love the start of this uh, CBS News article. The longstanding joke around Grant Williams and his time in Boston was that his Celtics teammates learned to tolerate his personality, in large part because of the forwards' contributions on the floor. That personality, however, was not as accepted in the locker room of the Dallas Mavericks. And again, probably that uh, was a part of him not contributing as much on the floor as well. But yeah, we're seeing multiple reports that this guy was irritating some of the uh, Mavericks players and hence this deal of pivoting away from him and going and getting Washington. Gotta do it, I guess. Uh, (laughs) The vibes in the locker room and I mean, if we're guessing at the players, I would guess probably the top two guys on the Mavericks are easily rankled by a Grant Williams type. (laughs) And and, uh, corny jokes? uh, Like, uh, just annoying? Like, what's... uh, I wonder what the conflict is, like the personality of Grant. That's that's what I'm guessing. They didn't like his Batman impersonations? I I just remember that. Yeah. that uh, that and Al Horford slapping him on the butt as hard as possible. Like, just smacking him. <laughs> we didn't see that in Dallas. Yeah. Nobody wanted to smack that booty. It's probably a big personality, and maybe it was an irritant for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm actually I, – I really like those Mavs moves. Um, yes, that, that 27 pick, wow, that, that very likely will be the – the most uh, impressive pick that was dealt at the deadline. Deadline. I mean, that could be a really good could pick. Be. Of course, it's only top two protected, but that is down the line. They got Luca. They got Kyrie. They feel good about their team, and they got some bigs to help out there in both Washington and Gafford. Who, uh, you know, a lot of people do not watch Daniel Gafford. They barely know who he is. Yep. Uh, but he is good. <laughs> He's really good. So, like with Lively and him, they have a rim running, you know, defensive minded center for forty eight minutes. In theory, if they can stay out there. So that's that's a plus for uh, Dallas. I got them on my winner's list as well. I also have 
the Thunder Hornets Gordon Hayward trade. I like it from both sides. Uh, I'll talk about the Hornets in a second, but Gordon Hayward going to OKC. We know this team. They prioritize basically big guys, if, you, if they can be, who can shoot, pass, and drive. The Thunder lead the league in drives per game uh, by a wide margin. Gordon Hayward... He's always injured, so there is that. But those are three skills that he can do, uh, still getting up there in age. So I like that fit. I, do, I just think he's going to fit perfectly into how they play. The other part is this whole Josh Giddy. is he going to be played off the floor in the playoffs? Yes. Are teams going to put, like we've seen, Rudy Gobert, they're going to put their center basically on Giddy and say, well, we're backing up and we don't think you can hit a three. And, you know, he struggled from deep. He'll have the odd game where he catches fire, but they're going to live with that. So will he get played off? Because you know it's going to be Shea. You know it's going to be Williams. You know it's going to be Chet. It's probably going to be Dort because he's actually hitting threes and he gives mm-hmm. you a defensive backbone. And then it's who's that fifth guy. Giddy is good. He does a lot of incredible things. But it, when you get into that situation, and you're right, TK, you said yes right away. Teams have already tried it. I wouldn't see why they wouldn't do it in a playoff series. You need a bit of a counter. That could be Isaiah Joe. Uh, Joe obviously can shoot, but... Nah, man. Hayward could be that guy. Case and Wallace. Case and Wallace also an Case option. Case and Wallace playoff breakout. Mark it down Call right now. Call on it now. Yep. Well, I like the insurance here of the big you know, guy in Gordon Hayward, who is a big dude. Um, he's going to get a chance here. And what they gave up to get him, you know, they've got a million first-round picks. None of that went out. We're talking man, Bertons. Those guys have played a combined 210 minutes for the Thunder this year. Micic showed some potential. Very expendable, though, with the roster they have. Can't shoot. And so... They got Hayward, you know, this this really just like it's an expiring deal as well. It's for a playoff run. It's for a playoff series. It's to obviously help these guys. He has a little playoff experience to help these other guys that don't have much. And just to go back to that whole thing of like if Giddy's off, that's a trickle-down effect, right? Because then you want – I want the other team's center having to guard Chet Holmgren who's going to be out there because he's going to stretch the floor and bring them out. But if that big guy, you know, again, let's say a Rudy Gobert is put on Giddy. Well, then there's like more of a guy that can at least hang speed-wise because of a four on Chet. So it does that thing. So I think Hayward's going to have a moment here or two in the playoffs as well. I like that move. From Charlotte's side, they got a first-round pick from the Heat for Terry Rozier. That trade obviously happened before the deadline. And then they went and got a first-round pick in the future for P.J. Washington. They're getting some picks here, and they're taking some flyers on some of these guys. I like that they are picking a direction. They have LaMelo. They have Brandon Miller. They have Mark Williams. Everybody else we said should have been gettable, and they went and actually sold at this deadline, and I think made the right decision here. So good on them in this trade, both OKC and and I like the the Hornets when I look at their entire day yesterday. I think OKC's direction is better in that the guys that they just gave up, Davis Bertans, Trey Mann, and Vasilya Micic are all signed through next season or the season after that. All three of them. While Gordon Hayward becomes a free agent. So they didn't want Berton sitting around uh, or Micic. I mean, he was obviously a good player. Trey Mann, obviously a good player. uh, But they just have depth. And they have a backup guard, Kaysan Wallace, who's awesome. So they have enough guys um, that they're sticking with. While Charlotte's still question mark. At least they're, you know, Brandon Miller's going to play. But that team is just... uh, yeah, who knows what they're going to produce here. Um, can't wait to talk about the Nut Dust Bowl because I'm not oh. sure. I'm not sure about this team. That is a good point, though, about those contracts that OKC did send out to get Hayward. I mean, that's like, I think if you add it all up, it's going to be like, you know, 18, 19 million 
to play with moving into the, the summer here, um, which mm-hmm. they have guys that they're going to, of course, have to pay. They're going to be an expensive team. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, we t- already always talk about the draft capital, and so if they push all their chips in and, and see the right piece to add to their squad, yeah, that could come back. It's like those little moves that actually end up sort of uh, helping you the most if you're a good team and you have a good front office. So good stuff there from that one. We'll uh, see if Gordon Hayward plays. Yeah, he literally has been played since yeah. December 26th. Yeah. Yeah. So if they get him on the court, cool. Uh, and if they get him to the playoffs, great. Yeah, but yeah. that's a don't hold your breath. A big question mark. Yeah, yeah. And even if he doesn't play, it was a good two month run. Gordon Hayward. I mean, I, I think they would let him go. Is what I'm saying. Because oh, they oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This is rental, this is for, for sure. now and playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bertans was making 16 million next year. Yeah. That's now, why they took him on to make a trade. Yep. Yeah, and it that, worked. It worked. It worked really well. Now Charlotte's gonna be paying him next year for 16 million bucks, which is. A puzzle. It's a puzzling question uh, for for what this team is going to become. Mijic also under contract. So these guys just now they they let go James Booknight because so? that's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I know, but all these guys. I know Trey Mann should be fine. Um, anyways, this team is just a big question mark. At uh, least they got picks on this deadline with the Rosier yeah. and the PJ Washington. They got second round picks in this one, you know, which they sent out some earlier and all that, but. That's fine. They did the right thing because they're not good. <laughs> they're like we could, you know, we could sit here and say they maybe are the worst team in the league. I know they're mm-hmm. not record wise, but when you look at their net rating, and when Lamelo's not out there, that's right. Thankfully, Brandon Miller is turning into uh, appears to be a building block. And like, wow, this guy could be good. really, really good. Yeah, they're so going to look good. totally different next year. I think it's like yeah. Lamelo will be back. Uh, Brandon Miller obviously will be back. Those will be their two stars. But I would say that's only the only guarantees. Mark Williams is likely still around uh, yeah. as well. But Steve Clifford, likely not no. long for the job there, I can't imagine. Kupchak uh, might not even be in the front office, or something. Well, he's cooking this year. This was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. This may have saved him his job, yep. possibly. And they're not going to sign Miles Bridges, is what they say. Yeah, right, right. And he wasn't mm-hmm. traded because he would not waive his no-trade clause. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's that as well. Uh, okay, those are some winners. Let's get to some losers. Who do you have in your list? Everybody's just talking about the teams that didn't make a deal. I want to talk about the person that didn't get dealt. I'm talking about Malcolm Brogdon. Kind of deeper on the Portland Trailblazers. You don't think of him. They have a bunch of vets that they worked in there this year. And unfortunately for him, he didn't get dealt from a very bad team. You know, he's missed a lot of games in his career. I'm sure he has years left. He's 31 years old. But at some point, I'd like to see him on a good team. Because I don't know how many more good years he has left. There was Victor Oladipo who got dealt this year, or recently, I should say, and then he was released by the Memphis Grizzlies. I wonder how much Oladipo has left. I'm sure Malcolm Brogdon has more, but just to make that comparison, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, again, missed a lot of minutes over his career, a lot of games over his career. Sixth man of the year last year. Yeah, he was on a good team yeah. last year. He was, he on was a great a, team. Yeah, he was on a great team last year. And they said, see ya. Yeah, it was a weird move. Obviously, the Blazers tried really hard. They're playing alongside DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Grant, and this thing has just fallen apart. Lakers, what are you waiting for? Can't get Malcolm Brogdon here to get to get to get somebody to get Malcolm Brogdon just somewhere new. I just want to see him on a good team in the playoffs, doing something. So, unfortunately for Malcolm Brogdon, he's gonna to have to wait till the offseason to see if the Blazers move on. But it's just you know we talk about the Charlotte Hornets. At least they went young. They went younger with their Brandon Miller, Lamelo Ball. Blazers have not. They're 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 in this sort of you know two way zone here. You know we've got the youngies, but we've got the oldies, mm-hmm. and they're very bad. Um, so Malcolm Brogdon, it's unfortunate. I'd love to see the president with a <laughs> with a better team, just on a better team. You will. 
it just yeah didn't happen here at the deadline <laughs> moving yeah. forward but they seem to also like the idea of like having a guy to teach Scoot Henderson how to be a pro and some of these other guys in the locker room. That's what sure. Vinthurst said today yeah. on the Hoop Collective podcast is that they basically want to pull the Houston Rockets and be competitive again next year. And if that's the case, then Malcolm Brogdon is their Fred Van Vliet, a guy who is going to be a veteran out there and a professional and get guys uh, in the right places. But Brogdon's a little overrated. Uh, he's kind of just about driving to the hoop and getting some shots up. Uh he doesn't make a lot of other guys better, I don't think, uh, as a player on a big team, which is why all of these competitors are kind of fine seeing him go. Yeah, I would think his optimum role on, on a good team is just a backup point guard, just just to be that guy, um, to uh, like he was on the Boston Celtics last year. He won sixth man of the year. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny. Uh, uh, last it, year. Yeah, I just – I know those those games are – they're dwindling a little bit. You know, the years before he played 36 games and 50. He's missed a, a ton he of games. A he's, of he's he's in his 30s here. It's time. I think Victor Oladipo. I said goodbye to that prince a few weeks ago. I think it's basically over for Victor Oladipo. He's yeah. injured. Hasn't played this whole season. And Brogdon's gonna get some more minutes, but he would have didn't play last night. Uh, there are just games he misses. Um, so it's unfortunate. Trey, who do you have as a loser from the deadline? LeBron James. LeBron James. He's a loser for me. He applied a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to the Lakers front office between uh, the hourglass emoji, wearing a Knicks outfit to the game against the Knicks, wearing a Knicks mm. towel, and showing off his back against the Knicks. <laughs> Nothing happened. Felt like 2018, him putting all this pressure mm. on the team to make some changes. Felt like last year at the trade deadline, LeBron putting all the pressure on the front office to make some changes. In 2018, Cavs made a bunch of moves, went to the finals, and kept the Colin Sexton pick. Last year, Lakers made a bunch of moves. Went to the conference finals. This year, no moves. Rob Palinka said you can't buy a house that's not for sale. Maybe that's true, but mm. if you offer a lot of stuff, a lot of people will sell you their house. <laughs> right? If you overpay for a house, you can buy pretty much any house that's out there. If you want to pay too much for it, they just didn't want to. Then you fast forward to last night's game. No D'Lo out there. He came down with left knee soreness. He's had a weird little injury sort of thing. They said he was having a procedure, but wait, it's not a procedure. It was just a tune-up. Max Christie sprains his ankle. Jared Vanderbilt is out, and suddenly we're looking at a bunch of Jackson Hayes and Skylar Mays minutes. <laughs> Rhymes. <laughs> They've got injuries for sure. They've got injuries for sure, and at this point, they have to hope that Gabe Vincent can come back and be better than he was to start the season. They have to hope that Jared Vanderbilt can come back. He'll give them some defense, which will help, but... Couldn't play in the playoffs last year when it came down to it. And they have to hope that D'Angelo Russell, his great streak of playing here for two weeks, is the real D'Angelo Russell, which, good luck. The other thing they're hoping for is that their buyout pitch works. According to Dave McMenamin (laughs) of ESPN, (laughs) Lakers buyout pitch. We're built for the playoffs. Be a part of that. Okay, fair. I think they are built for the playoffs. They won't have to play as many guys. They got LeBron and AD. Great. Lakers could offer $1.5 million prorated because of the money they held on to when not giving Gabe Vincent the full MLE. Only Other teams can only offer a million dollars. Sure. Okay. Another five hundred grand. <laughs> I'm in on it. Intrigued. Third part of the plan. Have you ever been to Southern California? <laughs> it is nice. <laughs> it's very nice. Sure. But honestly, they're playing the buyout market now, and their main target, it seems like, is Spencer Dinwiddie who was sitting with the Dallas Mavericks bench last night in New York. Not a great deadline for the Lakers, no. but what are they going to do? I mean, they could have made some moves. They could have traded their picks for a DeJounte Murray or something like that, but I think uh, 
the Lakers wisely looked at their team and said, we don't have it. We mm-hmm. cannot win the championship, even if we make a move for DeJounte Murray. So maybe we'll have a better shot at it in the summer when some more picks are available. They did the smart thing, but that's not what LeBron James wanted to happen. Right. Yeah, what do you think? It's an extremely disappointing season for the Lakers. They can still finish where they finished last year and went to the conference finals, but it just seems like they're so banged up that it's it's kind of hard to imagine. Last year they made that trade, trades, yeah. uh, and were able to get guys like Vanderbilt and, and guys who are working really hard. But Vanderbilt, who knows when he'll be back. He's going to be out several weeks, at least until March. Cam Reddish, same deal, probably until next month. But it could be it could be sooner. And Gabe Vincent, actually, no idea when he's coming back. So that's three guys that are part of the rotation that would resemble what they did last year as sort of role players and guys who could just work off of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Just a little disappointing that they didn't go find at least like a, a three point shooter from a, from a guard because that's something that they're really lacking, and that's what Gabe Vincent would be. But Gabe Vincent may not even come back yeah. this year. Yeah. He may not play at all. Uh, so they, it's, it ain't the same as it was last year. Um, and this is a team that won the IST. Uh, <laughs> Did them in, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and what's really crazy about this year with their record and where they are is that Anthony Davis is healthy, and he is playing for the most part. He's played nearly 50 games. LeBron James, despite his age, has played 47 games. Like, And these guys, obviously still great, but like, there's no excuse like oh we missed ad for four weeks i mean you went through all the other guys but not their star guys last year well it was russell westbrook was the problem he was the scapegoat and it actually turned out to be sort of true oddly because they brought in a bunch of other guys and it clicked as they made that run in the playoffs but yeah what is it now who's the scapegoat it's like they can just look at injuries to all these you know fourth fifth sixth seventh best players and that's what they can say but yeah lebron's got to be a little frustrated Lakers fans obviously spin it right away like, okay, look, we didn't trade that one pick because we only had one pick really to trade. Don't you worry. Once we get to the dead, uh, excuse me, to the draft, we're going to open up more picks, yes, have yes, more yes. of a package that then we can maybe go get a star guy because we'd have like just more draft capital to persuade a team. Maybe DeJounte Murray in the heart, stuff like that, which makes sense because mm-hmm. they just didn't have a lot to offer teams to get in a key player. And you'll have a forty-year-old player next year, and LeBron James. I mean, well, maybe, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> if he, if he's also, there. also a question, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you want fifty million from the Lakers or less from someone else? Probably. Yeah. Uh, I have as a loser, sort of pairs with the Lakers and LeBron, I guess. Um, Dejounte Murray and the Atlanta Hawks. I have as a loser of the trade deadline. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think the Hawks <laughs> just did what the uh, Raptors did last offseason. I think they just replicated it. They overvalued their guys. They set their asking prices way too high, and then they didn't move any of them. And I think what's going to happen is their value is just going to go down. But for DeJounte Murray not to get dealt, obviously DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. I mean, Bogdanovich had been in a lot of trade rumors, so he's on a decent deal. And they just really did did nothing, so here they are. (laughs) It's like the same squad. They're going to look great some nights. They're going to lose to teams they shouldn't on other nights. They're not going to do anything come playoff time because it doesn't fit. Like... Trey and DeJounte, when they're on the floor together, just is an ill fit. When they're separate, they're actually all right. When Trey is sitting, DeJounte Murray, you know, puts up like Damian Lillard type numbers over 36. Trey looks awesome when DeJounte's not there. It's just when they're out there together, it's not right. So I'm just a little frustrated that they didn't do anything. They're going to say they're going to kick the can down the road and maybe they'll cash in. But 
I think they did really what the Raps, like when we talked about them last deadline, where they didn't move their guys. Now, at least the Hawks didn't go trade a first-round pick for a player like Pirtle, like the Raps did last year, and convinced themselves they had something there. At least they didn't do that. But they didn't move off of any of these guys. You disagree. No, I I don't disagree. I'm just trying to find out or look at the play-in tournament the standings right now and who I want the Hawks to play because I think they probably have a chance against They're playing the Bulls. A-team. Lock it in. Right? Yeah, Bulls. <laughs> Lock yeah. it into 9 and 10 right then. <laughs> yeah, looks like yeah. it. And yeah. go Bulls. They'll win. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, so they're going to play in a plan. No, it's like, not a good it's thing. Like, that's that's exactly what happened to the Raptors. That's my point. Last year. It's like, it's the worst spot we always talk about being in. It's like you're not bad enough to get a high draft pick. You're not good enough to do absolutely anything except win a play-in game, maybe get in a playoff series, but no one has them beating any of these upper echelon teams in the East. Yeah, they, the Hawks. they thought they had a defense to work around Trey and DeJounte. That obviously hasn't happened. Trey and DeJounte working off the ball, Trey separately, DeJounte separately, just being off-ball guys hasn't worked. The difference with the Raptors is those guys were expiring contracts. DeJounte signed forever, mm-hmm. so yes, maybe yes. he'll get something back for them at some other date. You're right. It's not looking good. That's that's for sure. Even though they had a four-game win streak. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You know those uh, those packages that they were asking for once they had the four-game win streak uh, included another draft pick or two. Had it not happened, maybe they are willing to move off one of these guys. Again, I'm talking Murray, Hunter, Capella. Like, there's, It's not just one. It's not just DeJounte Murray. That's the key name because that was at the top of everybody's like, ooh, that's the best available player at the deadline. There's a lot of other guys they should be moving off of, if possible. And they didn't, so they're sticking with it here. Yeah, first-round picks were not flying around Uh yesterday. Uh Two of them were traded yesterday. Then we had the Siakam trade that also included first-round picks. But I think the Bobby Marks stat was 11 teams controlled 75% of the upcoming picks or something like that. And if they're not in on it, it's going to be hard for anybody else to pay the price that a team like the Hawks would want because they traded so much for DeJounte Murray that they're not only wanting one pick back. Then you look at their players further on down the line, like you're talking about, like it might've made sense to move Hunter if they could, but they probably want a first round pick for that back. And nobody wants his contract. Capella's not worth a first round pick at this point. Maybe they could have for Bogdanovich, but he's kind of a key. Yeah. A member for their team because he can actually play alongside Trey and DeJounte Murray. They're just going to have to hope that Murray keeps his hot streak up and that maybe somebody is more interested in paying up picks in the summer. Yeah. All right. Those are our uh, winners and losers from the NBA trade deadline. Tell us who we missed or your picks. Let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the comments. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look at Kobe's statue, some of the games from last night, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
therapy as a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, still here in the Classic Factory. Let's get into some fill-in-the-blank. Fill-in-the-blank time. First one. The Los Angeles Lakers unveiled a statue of Kobe Bryant last night, honoring their late superstar with a 19-foot bronze likeness that will live outside the arena. The statue depicts Kobe in his white number 8 jersey with his right index finger raised as he walked off the court following his 81-point performance <laughs> against the Raptors back in January 2006. So again, there's a look for everybody joining us on YouTube. Uh, the fill-in-the-blank question. Oh, some nice details there on the uh, hand and foot. Um, fill-in-the-blank. The Lakers' Kobe Bryant statue is... It's excellence. Okay. I think they kept it simple here with the first of three Kobe statues that are coming. This That's unprecedented. Uh, uh, there's going to be three of them. I think they kept it very simple with the first one, just the finger up. Yeah. No, no particular pose you might know of Kobe. Um, just Kobe, you know, and it's it's really about basketball with this one at this event with the invite only former Los Angeles Lakers players, uh, a ton of them uh, were there. I think Kareem put it best. He explained the statue. He said, uh, this statue may look like Kobe, but really it's what excellence looks like, what discipline looks like, what commitment looks like, what love of family looks like. The statue is a wonderful Contribution. It captures a person frozen in time while at the same time acknowledges that the reason there is a statue in the first place is because that person is timeless. So I think this one's going to be simple and then can't wait to see the other ones. Yeah, two more coming, you're right. One with Gianna um, and uh, I'm not sure about the other one. Yeah, uh, but some 24 one. Yes, right, that's right, that right, they did right. say that. And Vanessa did say, uh, I guess, before they took the curtain off, for the record, Kobe picked the pose you're about to see. So if anyone has any issues with it, <laughs> tough shit. <laughs> she literally called that, said that. Uh, yeah, what do you think about the statue? Check, please. <laughs> Finger up. Yeah, looks like Kobe's calling for his bill so he can sign off and uh, head home. But uh, yeah, it looks cool. Looks like him. I think it's a good likeness. Yeah, of yeah, yeah they, a good likeness. they do a really good job. The Lakers do of uh, getting the likeness down pat. If if um, would you have known this was from the eighty-one point game? No. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Either. But I'm not a Kobe stan like that. Yeah. And if you're a Lakers fan, you probably do recognize this as his one of his crowning achievements, eighty-one points. But he did it to our Toronto Raptors, and I still wouldn't really remember. It. Yeah, I know, I know. Because it's it's super simple. Well, and he has like another fifteen more iconic images that pop in your head, mm. of you know either arms out celebrating or the, you know ripping the jersey to the side or chewing on his jersey. Like there's so many more other like, Kobe like shots that snap into your head before mm -hmm. this one. But he picked this one, and obviously again representing the 81 point game. Uh, it's got a QR code. 
yeah. on the base <laughs> that you can take your phone up to and then you're uh, watching the highlights of the performance. That's sort of cool. And it says on one of the sides of the base, leave the game better than you found it. And when it comes time for you to leave, leave a legend. Um, but yeah, this is the first of many. There's going to be one in 24 and then one in theory with Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know when we will see those, but probably in the coming years. I have a quick trivia question for you guys, if you want to try it. Can you name the 13, because we're including Kobe now, basketball legends with a statue at the NBA arena? Okay, it has to be at the NBA so arena. Not There's Shaq LSU. Exactly. And there but are Shaq and there are other statues at col- <coughs> yeah, colleges and, and in other locations, but actually at the arena. You want to take a take a stab at it? Alright, let's uh, start with the Lakers. Okay, lots of Lakers. Are you yeah. going to include Chick Hearn? Uh, no, I'm going players. Only players. Basketball led. All oh, right, right, Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, uh, I will give you the year after you call it. 2017, obviously, with the Lakers. Kareem. Kareem, 2012. Magic. Magic, 2004. Yes. Oh, they got, and they then, got uh, like seven out there. <laughs> Jerry West? <laughs> Jerry West, uh, 2011. Elgin Baylor. Yes, 2018. <laughs> that came after Shaq. So you're up to six because I'm including Kobe, of course. And then Chick Hearn is number seven. Okay. You are, okay, I'm just thinking Lakers specifically. I'm going right to tell now. you right now. There's one more Lakers player, but it's not in L.A. One it's more Lakers player, but it's not well, in like, L.A. Like, yeah, I mean, there's another Lakers player too, but it's also not in L.A. But anyway, this one is more. It actually says Lakers on the statue's chest. Huh? Yeah. What? Where? Uh, <laughs> George you know, Mike. There we go. It's in Minneapolis. Hmm. So counts, obviously. Great, yeah, 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 nice. I, I guess I, I didn't know that George Mikan has a statue. Yeah, what I year did. did they pr- print that 2001. one? 2001, yeah. I great didn't know year, either. Great year. Okay, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Here you go, 2022. We're up to eight, so you have uh, five left. Michael Jordan. 1994 for the Bulls. <laughs> I think I got to play when his statue was outside of the arena. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has done that? That's great point. Nobody. <laughs> Okay, you're up to nine. You're Are missing. you counting Scottie Pippen? He's got a bust inside the United Center. No, I am not. I am not. <laughs> Me neither. So, okay, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, one more one more guy that was a Lakers legend, but he is a legend for other franchises and hence has his statue in this other city on the East Coast. So you haven't named a really good, iconic Lakers player, but, you know, a, a legend. Magic Shaq? No, no, no. Not Shaq. Probably the Shaq before Shaq, though. Kareem? No. <laughs> the, the other big, awesome, giant center. Wilt. There you go. Wilt Chamberlain has wow. one in Philadelphia. 2004, they uh, okay. they, launched, they unveiled that one. And then, uh, oh, sorry, three more left. You, you didn't name this one. I'm glad I caught it. You have three more left, two in one city, and one I've, I've taken a photo with you in front of. Red Auerbach. Wait. No, that's not at the arena. No, that's just on the streets. Does Bill Larry- Russell? No. Does Larry have one? Larry Bird? No. We're taking a photo together. Yeah, we huh? took a photo, but we were not at a basketball game. I think we were watching wrestling. <laughs> oh, Dominic Wilkins, of course. Dominic Wilkins, yeah, duh, duh. Just yeah, duh, duh, yeah. Classic. 2015, and then two more guys. Same team. Same franchise, of course, is what I'm talking about. Same arena. We were just there. I don't know if we actually saw them now. That uh, Stockton Carl Malone. There you okay, go. Yeah. Stockton okay. and Malone. So the list is, it's Jordan, George Mikan in Minneapolis, it's Wilt in Philly, it's Magic Johnson, it's Stockton, Malone, Jerry West, Kareem, Neek, Shaq, Baylor, Dirk, and now Kobe. Those are your 13 basketball legends with statues at 
the arena. Because, yeah, there are other ones. Dwayne Wade up next. I guess so, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, will we get the Dwayne Wade before we get another Kobe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a rush. We'll, we'll find out. Who put in their order first? There was basketball on last night, and I want you, TK, get us started to fill in the blank. Best game from Thursday night was... Yeah, we haven't talked about the Lakers enough yet, but <laughs> I think they, it was the game of the night last night between the Nuggets and Lakers. Game five of the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> Went exactly the same as the first four games of the Western Conference Finals. It was close, Mm -hmm. it was competitive, and the Nuggets made just a couple of more plays to get the win. Going down in history is the most competitive sweep in NBA history, and it continued on. A tie game with two minutes left, and then the Nuggets just hit the gas. Jamal, Jamal Murray hit a deep three. Torian Prince got completely lost on defense. He got double screened, basically couldn't get around. Easy one for Murray. Then the Nuggets get a stop on the other end. The ball ends up in Jamal Murray's hands. No Lakers stop the ball. Easy floater inside. Mm -hmm. Then another stop for the Nuggets. Ball gets to Jokic at the elbow. Austin Reeves tries to sneak around and get a steal from him from behind, leaving Michael Porter Jr. wide open in the corner for a dagger three, just a brutal gamble from Reeves. Eight points in 55 seconds for the Nuggets, and we talked the other day about teams that are potentially fraudulent at the top of the standings here, and you watch a game like this, and you're like, this is exactly why the Nuggets do not qualify, because they're never going to beat themselves. You have to beat the Nuggets. Teams can beat the Nuggets. It can happen, but... It's not because the Nuggets are doing dumb stuff. They no. are going to get a good shot every single time down. Often they're making it, but like, look at what they did against the Heat in the finals last year. Michael Porter Jr. could not buy a bucket, and it didn't matter at all. They are a well-oiled machine. They've now beaten the Lakers their last seven meetings. Yeah. And that's got to be discouraging for the Lakers because clearly they're chasing after the Nuggets right now, and they are far behind them. Yeah, they don't have enough size for that team. Uh, that's That's... That was supposed to be the thing that happened in the offseason. Christian Wood was the guy they got. Jackson Hayes, actually, a couple of big blocks in this one. Uh, that was supposed to well, be the thing. Well, he had that massive chase down block yep. that then led to a Lakers three. I think that tied it up. Yeah, it The place good. was going bonkers. It was loud. And then uh, Jamal Murray quieted them with mm-hmm. that three. I mean, just that guy's cold-blooded. And yeah. And loves playing against the Lakers. And he loves to turn it on in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, this Nuggets team won a championship, so... They're not going every single night of every single game, but here we go in February. The game is tight right till the end, 10-0 run, and it's over. And it's good to see a guy like Peyton Watson uh, help out there in that fourth quarter because that's the question. That's the only question with the Denver Nuggets. Who's going to come off the bench? Obviously, Reggie Jackson's going to be their point guard. Christian Brown's going to help, and Peyton Watson is going to be the other guy now, it looks like. DeAndre Jordan and his hats are dunking balls right now as a backup center, which is Caught kind a reverse of, hoop last night. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Uh, so those four guys are you know taking the place of, of Jeff Green and Bruce Brown. They didn't get moved yesterday. So those are the questions. That's the only question because they turn it on when they want. I love that uh, the idea of like yeah the Nuggets never beat themselves, and it's so true. And a big part of it is because in a clutch situation when it's a close game. They're running a two-man game with Jokic and Murray. And then all these other guys, you're going to be open because they're going to like have to gamble, come and help, scramble. And so like it's Watson, cut, off, cut baseline, got an easy bucket. The one you said, Michael Porter Jr., wide open three. You know, that was a dumb play by Reeves. I mean, wish he, probably had, he probably wishes he had that back. But like it's just so steady when that ball is in Jokic's hand every time. And then Murray, who obviously when he's on a heater feels like he's unstoppable. Whew. 
that was uh, it was a fun ending. And these teams at least play very entertaining games. <laughs> like it's every game is close and down the wire, and Denver just keeps eking it out. But yeah, they look awesome. I don't think of Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic necessarily as rivals, but man, it is awesome to watch them go up against each other because. Davis brings it against Jokic. He had a force, a helped force six turnovers from Jokic last night, four blocks for Anthony Davis, and there are times when you're like, it looks like Jokic hasn't beat, gets by him, and then Davis just comes yeah. flying back in uh, from behind for the for the blocks, but they are just such different stylistic players that, I don't know, they just don't seem like rivals. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they definitely are, especially if they're going to keep meeting in important games. Tess, fill in the blank. Give us another game. What was another one from last night? <laughs> I'm going deep. The Pistons-Blazers actually is important. It's important to us here at the No Dunks table because we have that bet. It's called the Nut Dust Bowl where someone unfortunately will have to inhale nut dust. Uh, yeah, from from your favorite... From your favorite nuts. Um, anyways, TBD, TBD on that one. But at the end of the season, yeah, the worst record of the Pistons, Hornets, or Wizards going to have to suck that back. Uh, right now, right now, the Pistons are the worst. At eight, but it's close now. Hornets at nine oh, and close. Wizards at ten. So they're all within two games. And as you said, point differential, Pistons have the best one of all three. Anyways, they're starting to look better. They gave away some of their vets, obviously, to the Knicks yesterday. So with those trades, you're going to have to play. And, and and I think this bodes well. Cade, Ivy, Duran, Asar Thompson. They're, those four guys, is, that's their young four core core four, and they are going to have to go forward and play. And it's just been such a weird year. Jay Nivey was coming off the bench for a while. He played 48 minutes yesterday against the Portland Trailblazers because it went to <laughs> overtime. But now he's playing. Monty Williams decided, oh, yeah, this guy's good. Let's play him. And him and Cade and Jalen Duran all scored more than 20. It was so weird. It was a weird game. Marcus Sasser, who is also going to have to play for the, the Pistons, had a layup opportunity against the glass just to win the game at the end of regulation. It was late. Uh, and so they were still able to go into overtime and win that thing for their second win in a row. Woo! The first two-game streak since October, uh, right at the beginning of the season. It wasn't wow. <laughs> it wasn't ugly overtime. They won 8-2 in overtime, so we're not going to get... Well, Jeremy but, Grant had 49 points last night, yeah. too, in the loss, yeah. but uh, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, no Brogdon. It was just a wild game. Yeah, no Brogdon in that one. So here we go. It's going to be a fun uh, you know, 30, 35 games left. So Pistons with eight wins, Wizards with nine wins, Hornets with ten is where we stand right now mm-hmm. with uh, obviously a lot of basketball still to go. But <laughs> And you said uh, you were checking the schedule that uh, these teams, are our, our three crappy teams here, they play each other, it feels like almost once each. I think they all have about go. one game against yeah. each other. Wow. Interesting. We have to jump on playback for those. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. No, no, I'm busy. Oh, you are? Yeah, 27 points and 22 rebounds for Jalen Duran. That's a lot of roast beef, but yeah. I think uh, he'll have a, the opportunity to have a lot of 20-rebound games going forward because they traded their two best shooters, and this is a team that did not have much shooting yeah. <laughs> to begin with. I guess Simone Fontecchio is going to have all the shots he wants. Mm-hmm, maybe. Uh, I'll pick one more game uh, just to show some love to. Give me the Suns cruising to a 129-115 victory over the Jazz. Good Phoenix win. Never trailed. Won their third straight game. 12 of their last 15. Suns are rolling right now. Offensive masterpiece, despite not even having Devin Booker, but KD with 31. Beal with 30. Bradley Beal is starting to get it going again here, which is dangerous for the rest of the West. Uh, Suns nearly shot 60% from the field. They had 37 assists to 12 turnovers. They scored 30 fast break points. 
this was really good stuff. And then all the other guys contributing. Eric Gordon, 7 of 8 shooting. Nurkic, 16 and 8. And Grayson Allen turned into a point guard last night. Career high 14 assists. That like nearly what? doubled up his career high in assists. 14 assists for Grayson Allen. So they're just they're just rolling right now. And, you know, they did some retooling at the deadline. They got Royce O'Neal coming in. They got David the Body Roddy from Memphis. So, you know, neither of those guys available to play last night. Didn't matter. And uh, they are going to like there's enough gap still between the Suns, because they started so poorly, between them and then like the top four teams in the West. But could one of those top four teams hit a bad stretch, maybe an injury or something, and the Suns could maybe jump into home court advantage? I think it's, I think so, because I think this team's going to continue to get better and better uh, as long as they stay healthy as the season goes on. But just some love to them. Yeah, the Suns, like the Clippers, had a poor start to the season, but since the injuries have been squashed, they look so much better. Since Christmas, the Suns are tied for most wins in the NBA, so the six weeks have been good because – They've all been healthy. The key guys have all just missed one game in Booker and Beal, et cetera. Durant has missed three, but all the rest of them just one game. And Chris Allen, that's a good point. He just needed a new start. I was I was surprised uh, because Milwaukee tried him out so many times at the shooting guard spot. He just needed a new city. Uh, he's good. He is Mr. Four, <laughs> the fourth best sort of perimeter player, along with Yusuf Nurkic. Obviously, that's their five. And, yeah, they gave away all those guys that were on minimum deals <laughs> and that we all thought, hmm, maybe maybe Katie Bates Giop can shoot some threes like he did for the Spurs. Maybe Chemezi Metu can fly around. Maybe Utah Watanabe can shoot those threes. He will. Maybe good. He will in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, maybe good one. They <laughs> gave up. He's, he's, a, he's a fine backup point guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought so. I thought so too. Uh, but yeah, they they go get David Roddy and Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal being the key here, yeah, I think. Yeah, he'll actually play. Yeah, and uh, maybe make a difference. At least he'll help defensively. Uh, some assignments you would think. You would think. But uh, yeah, and then we had the we had a couple other like the Cavs continuing to win. Wolves got a good one. They bounce back, so uh, they stay atop there of the Western Conference along with the Nuggets, I guess, in the number one spot. Uh, final fill in the blank here: the NBA trade deadline come and gone. But that doesn't mean the transactional madness has to stop, guys. Uh, 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 we're talking about the buyout market. We got Kyle Lowry. We got Spencer Dinwiddie. We got a Morris bro. We got Thaddeus Young. We got the entire 2023-24 Pistons. I'm talking Joe Harris. I'm talking Gallinari. I'm talking Killian Hayes. Technically not a buyout. Who cares? Who's waived? Um, <laughs> Mike Muscala, come on down. <laughs> Soon enough. I want to know. Fill in the blank task. Most interesting buyout player is it's Spencer Dinwiddie. <gasps> uh, yeah. You didn't say Kyle Lowry. No, I say You've Kyle. talked about Kyle Lowry for the last week. Yeah, the last decade actually. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, Kyle Lowry's going to Philadelphia. We know it. Okay. They traded away Patrick Beverly. Of course, he's going there. They're not going to let campaign be the backup point guard. They got Kyle Lowry potential. <laughs> okay. Give him the key to the city. But Spencer Dinwiddie is just damn interesting, as Trey brought up. He was at a Knicks game yesterday. Dallas in town. Yeah. He got released from the he got traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Toronto Raptors and got released. So he said, Okay, I'm going to this game. And he sat with the Mavs, his former team, and he sat beside Mark Cuban specifically. Hey Cubes, I know you just got four billion dollars. You got most of that uh, when you sold your team. You can you find a way to give me a check. Get me back there. Remember the game winners he used to hit as a Dallas Maverick. Who could forget? Who could forget? <laughs> Come off the bench and hit some shots. So 
the Mavs, I think, as we've seen them go get P.J. Washington and go get Daniel Gafford, I think they're going to go get Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Why not? But has he ever been to Southern California? <laughs> <laughs> he grew up there. He has. Ooh. He has. Ah. He is the most interesting buyout candidate, I, I think. Which means he's pretty pretty dry trough yeah mm, yeah i uh, do believe the bio market almost never does anything <laughs> it's just something to talk about yeah. one day during the regular season where we say oh yeah he might help this one you can at least say oh lowry and dinwiddie are good players could help a team so sure, maybe yeah. whoever does get them is going to be like oh yeah sweet, <laughs> sweet. we got a guy for yeah, you know a million bucks or a million and a half nice. it's a dry trough you're right and it's dry in socal as well does it ever rain I thought it was pouring atmospheric it's rivers. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's that unfortunate. is very unfortunate. Dave McMenamin needs to fix that tweet. The weather ain't that You don't great. want to come now. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look nice, though. A lot of rain. Killian Hayes is a surprise, though. Talk about interesting that he's available. The guy started a game and they got cut. Yeah, this guy's been in the league, what, four years? Number seven pick? Right? I know. Yeah, he's 2020 draft, I think. Um. Yeah, that's that's wild. I mean, that's not, and he's playing on a team where it's like you got an opportunity, man. He had chances. Yeah. Um, and then I guess Book Knight was another guy that's waved. Not not that he was good at all, but <laughs> oh, my main man Furkan Korkmaz should be available. Oh, everybody. Honestly, if available. the bull the Bulls need shooting, man, and if they pick up Korkmaz, I will order a jersey. No way. Absolutely. It says Korkmaz on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Bulls Korkmaz jersey, sicko mode. Wow. All right. I can't wait to see it. That's possible. Yeah. I hope definitely. it happens. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not really. I mean, those jerseys are probably expensive. What about, what about Gallinari? Would you get a Bulls nah. jersey for him? No, nah, nah, just Cork Maz. Okay. Pop the Cork Maz. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's let's uh, let's pivot from fill in the blank to some five-star Friday. Yes. You got the reviews for us, Trey Kirby, once again. I got the reviews. A lot of discovery stories in the reviews this time around. I don't know if because it came in in January, people just reflecting on their lives, their Mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm. Let's take a look at these five-star reviews. Every first Friday of the month, or sometimes the second Friday of the (laughs) month, we'll read five five five-star reviews from Apple Podcasts because they're very helpful uh, in the rankings, and we love to be ranked highly. Our first one comes from... From Jay Rondo. The title is My Best Friends. I've actually been listening to this show daily since as long as I can remember. It's weird to think that to me, the No Dunks crew, plus JD, plus Matteo, plus Lily, are my all-time best pals. <laughs> they have no idea of my existence. Everyone I know knows about No Dunks because if they know me, they know about my homies. <laughs> it's kind of odd, but I love it. Five stars. Ah, Rondo. Good Jay stuff, Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, thank thanks. you. Thank you, Jay Rondo. Next five-star review comes from Dark Rigi. Off-brand inside the NBA. Is it a slam? Let's find out. (laughs) When I was younger, the Philippines only had a little NBA content on TV. We usually get a few delayed games and random shows during weird hours of the day. One of those odd hours introduced me to a show I thought was inside the NBA. (laughs) I remembered that inside the NBA had four hosts who ramble about the games. That That is what I saw at random. At 3 a.m., four friends talking about basketball and loving every second of it. It's been 18 years since that day, and I'm 99% sure I have seen every main show, Squad, Is This Good, and The Great Beyond. I tried to get into the other ones like No Breaks, No Bunts, and No Buffs. 
apparently didn't take them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he tried. Looking back, I'm thankful that it was not inside the NBA plan on my TV, but the instant classic factory of the starters. Thank you. Five stars. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank From you. the Philippines. Love it. So awesome. literally thought for a while, though, they were watching inside the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like maybe thought I was Ernie, thought you were Kenny, thought you were, you know, Chuck or Shaq. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that one's a little bit of a mystery, yeah. but uh, I love the global reach. <laughs> sure. Next five-star review. From Luke Summers. Now, this is chill. These boys sure are chill. <laughs> Kenny Beecham recommended your guys' show on his podcast for daily NBA recaps, and I felt inclined to check it out. Haven't missed a day since. My NBA knowledge is now through the roof thanks to these three fine fellas. Oh, thanks, thanks, Luke, Luke and yeah. thanks, Kenny. Yeah, we and love shout you. out to uh, Numbers on the Board. The new pod for yes, Kenny and the boys there. Omaha! ESPN in Omaha. Yeah, they're doing big things. <laughs> Peyton Manning watches that podcast. That's crazy. That's <laughs> true. Really crazy it's when you wild. think about it that it's way. It's really huh? wild. All right, next five-star review uh, from KK Whoa. Carrot Cake. Yeah, it's a chunky. Holy moly. Not a long-time listener, but a first-time writer of you. I've loved hockey since 2011 in my sophomore year of high school when I went to my first NHL game in Tampa. And for most of my adult life since then, hockey was the only sport I loved. Wanted to get into the NBA, having a lot of nostalgia for the magic, having lived in Orlando for a little while when I was really little, but still influenced enough to cover all my binders and folders with different ways to write T-Mac Attack. <laughs> what a review this T-Mac is. T-Mac Attack. Just telling his story. Yeah, yeah, you know, binders and folders. It was impossible to get into the NBA with the NHL season and games happening at the exact same time until I stumbled across No Dunks last year and have been fully transformed into a basketball sicko. You guys have made me smile and laugh so much on top of teaching me all types of different things about the game as I become more and more entrenched in sicko mode. Nice. I truly mean it when I say Skeets, Tass, and Trey are the best in the game, greatest of all time, and it's not close. No offense to anyone else, but it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. And thank you, Carrot Cake. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to hear a new listener. I see that no some of these the reviews are coming in um, around our anniversary that we celebrated. Precisely. The date. Precisely. I think we maybe asked for some, and the people are coming through. All right, so that was four nice discovery stories. Here's our totally weird review <laughs> okay. from Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> the title is Skeets, and the whole review is this. J.E. Skeets, Joe E. Skeets, Jameson Edward Steen Skeets. John Jacob Jangleheimer skeets, Joel Embiid skeets, just eats skeets. skeets. That's, yeah, just, that's, that's just a bunch of different ways to write J.E. skeets. <laughs> Stands for Justin Everest. Justin Everest skeets. <laughs> it doesn't, but I always like to say that. <laughs> you gotta stand for something. Exactly. And that's what it stands for today. So yep. thank you for your reviews. Yes. That's it. John Jacob J. Eagleheimer skeets. That was a good one. John Jacob <laughs> <laughs> Awesome stuff. We love it. We love it. More reviews, please. Keep them coming. Thanks to all our podcast listeners for the five-star ratings and reviews. We're going to take one more break, but when we come back, some rapid-fire fun, and you know we're ending with a little Super Bowl talk. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey, guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash 
or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know this week has been a bit of a blur because of the trade deadline, but can you believe that next week we're going to be doing a live show in Indianapolis over All-Star Weekend? Isn't that crazy? That is weird. Strange. Like, we're leaving on... Thursday. Wow. I got a pack. (laughs) (laughs) I only know one thing I'm taking. Basketball shoes. Two things. Okay. (laughs) What's the other thing? Uh, That new No Dunks sweatshirt we made. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we're really gonna, good. We're going to have to uh, talk to each other in the Slack channels. Hey, are you wearing it today wearing or am I wearing it? Because yeah. I'm bringing it too. Yeah. I know Jerome's bringing it. Yeah, uh, you he, got already, it. he already told me he's going to wear it for the live show Friday, so dibs on Friday, I guess, for Jerome's. Maybe we should all wear it. He's <laughs> good in <Squad>. <laughs> photos. It's a bit weird, but I we are a team. I didn't order one for oh, that yeah, reason because I knew everybody was going to have one. Oh, but you'd look great in it, man. Yeah, you too, man. You wear it. <laughs> wear, wear it alongside everybody else. Here's what we'll do. I'll wear it for the first uh, block in the live show, and then I'll uh, let give you wear it, it for the second block. Okay, cool. I mean, you gave somebody your uh, sweater last year, so I'll give you mine this year. Yeah. It's only right. And I gave somebody a Pacers t-shirt, that. actually, yesterday. Screw, I, screw I bagged. That. I put a, a nice Pacers t-shirt that we got this week. Yeah. I put it in a nice gift bag. For who? I brought it to his home. Oh. A friend of mine. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. nice, nice. <laughs> well, I was going to say... You again? You took off your sweater, or was it a like a jacket? I guess cardigan, like a cardigan. Cardigan, yeah. cardigan. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. You gave that to an actual fan in attendance in Salt Lake City last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's only right that a fan shows up to our show in Indianapolis <laughs> with our own crew neck sweater from NoDunks.com mm-hmm. and gives it to you. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> what a reversal. Yeah. I'm excited. Actually, I went and bought a replacement for that cardigan. I just happened to be in a store and oh, I saw it. Boy, and oh I said, boy. "Oh, all right, same cardigan." So, uh, <laughs> if it's, if a fan gives me the Pacers sweater, then I will put it. On. I'll put it on over top of oh, my cardigan. Wow, wow, I'll be wow, really wow. hot. It'll be very warm. It looks like it's going to be quite chilly oh, in really? India. Yeah. I thought oh. it looked like it was going to be balmy, and I was talking to somebody who's a runner. I was like, "Am I going to be running outside?" And then they gave me the weather. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be in the 50s." And I was like, oh, "That's not too bad." Not bad. Fahrenheit, and then. Uh, he wrote back like a day later. He's like, I, I screwed up. I think it's going to be in the 20s. I was like, hey, okay. Anyway, we're going to have a blast, but that's next week. Let's wrap up this drop with some rapid fire fun. I got the questions. These guys got the answers. First one, ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are forming a new joint venture to launch a sports streaming service in the fall of 2024. Subscribers will have access to linear sports networks, including ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, the SEC Network, the ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, BTN, TNT, TBS, True TV, and ESPN Plus. 
It's just like cable, baby. <laughs> cable TV is back! <laughs> but, BTN. right now, there is no formal name for this joint venture. So let's hear your best suggestions, guys. What should they call this sucker, Tass? Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> what should they call this sucker? Cable? Uh-huh. <laughs> sports on cable. Uh, live sports. I think you really have to keep it simple. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because so sp- I've started playing a game on Nintendo Switch, which is n- called Nintendo Switch Sports. And it's all sports. Yeah, sure. And I know, it's, I know what game it is. <laughs> and, and me and my kids can play it. We can go up head to head. This is hard. I think this is kind of hard. I think they're going to screw up. Oh, really? Th- you think they're going to get too cute with it? Yeah. It's going to be too cute. What is, and what else are they going to do? Is that a stupid name like sports? I don't know. So you're just going sports. Well, no. no. Uh, live sports. Live sports. Live sports. Live sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If they can pull that off. All right. But there are other channels which are not part of it. Like, there are some sources. Like, CBS is not part of it. You can't watch a football no, game. You no, can't no. Watch a, can't watch that Supley Bowl. I didn't. I didn't name CBS and I didn't name NBC. That's right. So, uh, so it is missing wait, some. They don't so have I th- football. What's that? They don't have football. In in this? Yeah. Well, there'll be some football. Some, yes, some, yes. Some. But not not those that have those. I mean, this is going to be a mess. But uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Okay, it's live sports. If they call it live sports, they got to uh, try and get the rights to the. Uh, the song we like sports and we don't care. That's my answer, man. That's my answer. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm changing it. We live sports. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care who knows from shooting hoops to the Super, Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I can't call it that. Soupley Bowl, as Tass said. Yes. Yeah, that was a weird thing to say by me. Okay, and it's hard to name a network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One that should be important, I would think. The Bro Show. The bro show. It's gonna be bro mostly show. bro subscribing, I imagine. Okay. <laughs> okay. The bro All right, so we have live sports and the bro show. JD, come on, please. What do you got for this venture? Well, you're absolutely right that it is basically cable, <laughs> yeah, right? Sort of, <laughs> yeah. So back in my day, you know, this is the future of television, but back in my day, when we wanted to say something was futuristic, we just added 2000 to the end of it. Remember the <laughs> yeah, whisper yeah. 2000? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I want to call it the, sp- the Sports Box. Sports Box 2000. Well, why don't you go 3000? No. 2000 is <laughs> the future, man. 3000? That's way too far in the future. But this is the future, it. and the, fu- the everything old is new again, so oh. it's it's... It's the Sports Box 2000. Okay, that sounds cool. And here's actually. my pitch. Sports, Sports Box, Box might be it, actually. Sports Box 2000. And here's the good. pitch. Yeah. Everybody who subscribes gets one of these babies. Oh, wow. And what I'm showing you is the old Rogers. I guess they had it here in the States as well. Yeah. It's the channel changer. This actually connected to your TV. <laughs> and it has two levels. It's double decker. Yeah, this is it. Oh, you guys ever use this? But you're probably too young. I no. I've never seen this. You've never seen this. I've okay. Never seen, no. I I think uh, an uncle had this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My but, grandmother had this. Yeah. Because and hey, we're it's <laughs> it's cable guys. We're back. <laughs> we we did it. We're back. We're gonna be <laughs> cable without the cable. So Sportsbox 2000 is it. my pitch for the name of I this new That's good. Sportsbox is actually. I could see that, that might be Sportsbox. Yeah. Sportsbox. We gotta trademark that, right? Yeah, now. and if it can switch between the actual games, oh. well, yeah, that's that, always a pain in the that's ass. That's a pain in the ass. Whenever yeah. you develop an app, whenever you go through an app and you're trying to try to figure it out, that will pop through each and every sports game. 
Yeah. That's what every sports the fan other, wants. The other big question is how much is this going to cost? Mm. We don't know the price yet on this. People are saying 40 bucks. Some people are going as high as like 60 bucks. Yeah, I know, I know. So uh, oh, we'll baby. see. We'll see oh, here. Baby. To watch my sports? <laughs> <laughs> I like sports. How am I going to watch my Impractical Jokers? <laughs> I thought this is on True TV. It is. Oh, what? what? You're going to have to get this if you're a Joker head? I don't know. Oh, man. Maybe you got to go on the cruise. So I don't know. All right, next one. I hope Sal's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought this was a joke at first, but apparently it's real. The NBA Players Association, Raptors big man Jakob Pertle, and a guy named Gabe are teaming up to relaunch Pertle. You remember this? The daily online guessing game that tests fans' knowledge of their favorite hoopers. For those in the dark, Pirtle was inspired by the impact of these popular daily online puzzle games, and it gives the player eight attempts to guess a mystery NBA player of the day. We played some Pirtle here. Trey was, Trey was playing it yesterday. Yeah, well, we were, yeah, we're checking on the new upgraded it looks yeah. nice yeah it's better it looks, it looks better. got nasty with the coating because it looks good <laughs> yeah. but he what's weird is I, I didn't know that it went away i didn't know it was getting the upgrade i didn't know purtle himself was involved in the players association but anyway purtle's back baby it's his yeah his ip so weird question off of this but i just want to know what's your favorite either online puzzle game if you want to stick with that or just classic board game tess my classic board game that i'm playing is battleship Love a good old battleship. It's what? kind of a board game, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun. Did game. you like the movie? One on one. Never watched the Rihanna, movie. Right? Rihanna, yeah. I never saw that. Oh, <laughs> battleship. Yeah, no. it's apparently horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but the game, essential, simple, but fun. It's a good one. Do you space out your uh, ships, or do you clog them all together? <laughs> never. Big clogger. Oh, which one? Which I've one? never clogged. <laughs> you never clog. You spread really? them all out. That's, I used to always think clock right. was the move. Clock is a good move. Because then they hit maybe one of them, and, and then you're like, like oh, they're going to move off. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they could screw up and actually hit multiple. Yeah, That's you're right. True. You're right. It's a risk. It's a, it's a risk for sure. It's a risk. Okay. 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 Uh, you prefer the straight up version or the electronic talking version? Oh, yeah. yeah, straight up for sure. <laughs> Didn't like the electronic <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Favorite online puzzle or classic board game? Currently, Connections. Love Connections. Yeah. Oh, Love Connections. <laughs> love Connection, good show. <laughs> uh, but Connections, yeah, it's uh, pretty fun. It's a good one to do with uh, your significant other. Yep. Mm. Uh, because you think different ways, right? Like, one person will be looking at it and be like, this yep. is impossible. Yeah. There's no way I can figure this out. Then the other person looks at it they're like, oh, those four go together. Yeah, it's weird. And then once you crack the code, you're like, oh. No, it's easy. Yeah. Connections is fun. Also, I love when you don't get it or you get stumped and you get furious at the game. You're yeah. like, that's a reach. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. I saw people were pretty upset this week because SpongeBob, Square, and Pants were in connections, <laughs> yeah. but not connected. <laughs> yeah. That's too easy, people. Yeah. What a hard job that person must have, <laughs> though. They just got to go through every word in the world every day, come up with four of them that fit together four different times. That's tough. I've been playing it for a while and just realized the whole color thing is actually telling you the difficulty in theory. Yeah. took me a while to realize that, but uh, great game. Great I game. love that Do you game. have a classic board game that you like? Your go-to maybe uh, in the Kirby current, household? Current classic board game that we're playing is Clue. Oh, yeah, that's wow. A great yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Still holds up? Yeah, we got like a Harry Potter version. It's got all kinds of like moving floors and stuff. Oh. It's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, like you gotta, if you land on whatever, you 
you move a, a circle and it takes you to a special passageway to go to the room of requirement. It was good, man. Solving mysteries. Love it. You said this <laughs> is a Harry Potter version? Mm-hmm. You think they'll make a Knives Out version of Clue? They should. Yeah. That's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Great idea. Hand in hand. Okay. Uh, JD, what do you got for online puzzle or classic board game? Yeah, my connections man as well. Uh, <laughs> my uh, classic board game, uh, it's more of an adult type thing, but it's a, it's a Trivial Pursuit. The classic oh, Trivial Pursuit. Wow. All the different versions. Uh, I avoid sports like the plague, but, you know, that's the category that gets me. That's where I rely on you guys. You what, know, what's your go-to category? Uh, I entertainment. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, Trevor Pursuit. Uh, it's underrated as far as I'm concerned. I assume they're still making new versions of Trivial Pursuit. I don't know, actually. I, I think to be are. honest, yeah, yeah. I haven't played in a Is long it, time. People still into it? I mean, yeah, I would think so. But I guess there's so many now yeah. trivia nights. That's true. Go too. out. Yeah. Have a drink. Which I also enjoy. We're due for one of these. Yeah. We haven't been out in a long time to a trivia night. For I sure. know. Now the weather good. starts getting nicer. You can sit on a patio here. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, final one. Super Bowl 58. Excuse me. Super Bowl LVIII. <laughs> Is this Sunday? Yeah. Sunday night. It's the Niners and the Chiefs. It's Mahomes and Brock Purdy. It's Travis and Taylor, of course. So let's make some money, baby. Three quick questions for you guys. Who's winning the game? What's the final score? And most importantly, what song will Usher play first during his halftime performance? I like the Chiefs. My homie is Mahomes. Uh, so 21 7. 21 7? That's wow. too low score. Wow. wow. I take okay. it back. Okay. Anyways, they're going to win. Okay. Um, and what's the, the first Usher, song? Usher is really interesting here because I think a lot of people who are going to be watching the Super Bowl don't know who Usher is. What? They don't. Yes, absolutely. He's going to try and tap into people that don't know who he is. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, this, it's it's hard to pick the first Usher song. So I just went simple in a song where he says, Usher, yeah, T- to start the song. Yeah. Yeah, me. <laughs> the DJ's got us fall- falling in love again. Okay. That song. Plus 1100. Because it, it's just a hype, right it's a hype song. It's not a, like a slow R&B type song. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not an Usher song. Like this DJ's got us falling in love again. I mean, it's fine. It's a banger. He's gonna play yeah. it at yeah. some point. Yeah, it's just whether it'll be the it. first one. All right. Yeah, but it's not a real Usher song. It's not. It doesn't, it doesn't get the uh, Usher's so much <laughs> oh, better you're, than you're, that. Because Tass is Mr. R&B. So yeah, you like the. You I like don't want to dance. You want a deep cut. Yeah, what deeper cut? Yeah, <laughs> deeper cut. Not, I mean, yeah. He does have a lot of like beautiful ballads Hell and yeah. slower love songs, which I agree. I don't think he'll like open with a slow exactly. song. So you got to look for the hype ones. And DJ's got us falling in love again is an option. Yeah, is an option. Yeah, obviously, but that one to me has to come in the middle of the set. People will go crazy for it. Yeah, yeah. So my opening song, OMG. It's got a nice slow ramp up to like have him come 100%. on. Hundred percent. It's a great start. Great song. Because you can it's not also like his top-notch banger, nope. you know. Nope. Now the only thing with that one, that's a Will I Am, right? That is a Willie. Yeah, so yeah, you know, we're gonna have some guess. We don't know who. Oh yeah, that could be that one though. That's that one, one is a perfect like the first song. I'm, I think you're right because it like you can extend it as long as you want to. Bom, 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 yeah. Bom, 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 yeah. Exactly. Bom, 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 bom. He's coming up. Yes. Yes. So that one. Fell in love with Taylor like. Travis Kelsey's the guest I heard. Uh, OMG is plus 175. So, uh, you know, 
that one is one of the favorites to actually okay. open with. So that's a good one. So what do you and what do you got the score and the uh, winning team? Kansas City twenty four seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Okay, we got two Chiefs here. Hmm. So somewhat similar scores. Uh, JD. Okay, I'll swerve. Whoa. Uh, 49ers. Wow. Love it. 33 <laughs> to 31. It's going to be a great, great game. game. Oh, great, great game. game. Oh, it's going to be a great, great game. game. Great this game. could be the oh, most watched Super Bowl game. of all time, they're saying. Yeah. Get it on the Sports Box 2000. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> well, it's not available on the Sports Box 2000. Oh, yeah. Right, right. But uh, yeah, maybe someday. Uh, the Usher song is going to be, yeah, it's got to be, yeah. It's the, the, like, I think Tass is right. I think some people don't know who Usher is, but as soon as they hear the doot-doot, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all great yeah. picks, guys. Yeah, that's what the you know. <laughs> like, oh, that that guy. Okay, that I'm in. Guy. Yeah, you got, they got to play the most noble song. I understand people know who Usher is. Oh, Usher, the performer, but they don't know his songs. <laughs> right? Do right. they? They don't. I do. I mean, I don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Here, I'll give you the uh, the odds. You, okay. didn't, you didn't name the favorite, actually, the betting odd favorite. Um, minus 120, which is a little surprising. My way. So an old classic Usher. Is that his first song? I think no. so. Yeah, or second. No. You remind you me. You, you remind me. Yeah, you make you me make wanna. You me, make me wanna is yes, his wanna first song. And then My that's, Way. That's yeah. the first Usher. Is that right? Where my Way you... Next? Is that on that album? No, that's the next album. Oh, that's the next album. My bad. I'm pretty People sure. don't know Usher, man. They don't yeah, know yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like they came out. Okay, so anyway, it goes my way as the favorite to open up his Super Bowl uh, halftime set. Then OMG. Oh, my God. Then Yeah. Then Loving This Club. Then DJ fall- DJ Got Us Fallen In Love. Then Burn. Then My Boo. Then Good Good. Then Superstar. Then Boyfriend. I've never even heard of some of these songs. Wow. <laughs> what the hell's Good Good? What's that one? <laughs> <laughs> the last day I was uncertain. Yeah, about. don't worry. Uh, you, you don't got great odds on those. So, uh, yeah, yeah, can't wait. My way is the same album as his first song. You know where he's got the the black uh, makeup on his eye. Yeah. Oh, so it is the first album. Yeah, it's part of the first album, which wasn't wasn't the first song. Yeah, second yeah. second release. I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. maybe. Where's you? Remind me. I, we're not even gonna. They're not even. Gonna, He'll no way he starts with his first song ever. <laughs> no way. The songs what if he did chronological? His whole, uh, he's, here we go, I'm going to take you through my entire catalog. You don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick rundown. <laughs> so here it is. Here's all my hits. All right. Uh, Thanks for the fact here, Drum. Drum, let us know that Tyrese is in the My Way video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's that song. That, where he laughs at the beginning. I wasn't wow. Or he does that little acting. Can I with bet his on mouth. whether Usher or Tyrese will Clockwork laugh? Clockwork Orange style. From, Good stuff, uh, Jerome. Fast and Good Furious? stuff. Yes, yes. So Ludacris and Tyrese could be on stage with <laughs> Usher. <laughs> This yeah. is Vin might show up. <laughs> That's the special <laughs> guest. He does the little John Parton, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the record, JD, I'm going with you. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going a close game, and I'm going 49ers winning this. It feels, this feels like too many people are taking the Chiefs, uh, but man, can't bet against Mahomes. Yeah. But we're doing it, JD. Yeah. What do you want to put on it? <laughs> Uh, what would you have you ever bet on the Super Bowl, JD? Not on the Super Bowl, no. <laughs> uh, I throw a hundred bucks down. Wow, 
Oh, you bet on uh, tennis. Bet on, uh, you women's bet on tennis. Women's tennis in Vegas. I forgot came about out, that. Came out a winner. Yeah, you did. Yeah, buddy. And you swerved. I did swerve. Yeah, you did. That's the move. Uh, all right, guys. That's it for us. That's Rapid Fire. That's the drop. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. There is NBA games on as well. We'll be back on Monday to break them down. We're here for a couple days next week before we head to Indianapolis for All-Star Weekend. Live show on Friday night. And then we're there throughout the weekend. We'll have some pods coming your way, of course. Big thanks to all of the fans and to JD and Ash and Jerome for all of their hard work during uh, the last couple days here as we made our way up to the deadline and then a very busy day yesterday. So thanks to those guys and thanks everybody for uh, either catching it live, watching on YouTube, hitting the like button, subscribing, or leaving us a five-star rating and review. Enjoy the big game. We'll see you on Monday. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember that uh, the 49ers can't stop the run. Cannot stop the run. So maybe Mahomes doesn't throw for 250 yards, but they're going to run. Pacheco. A lot. Mm. Yeah. He runs angry. He runs mad. People say he runs like he's biting somebody. (laughs) 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 Embrace the weekend, people.